We're about to begin a journey through the cosmos. We'll encounter galaxies and suns and planets, life and consciousness coming into being, evolving and perishing. Worlds of ice and stars of diamond, atoms as massive as suns, universes. Welcome back, everyone, to Breaking the Stigma with Blokes Prosper. We're stoked to be bringing you back a brand new episode. It's been a little while, but we're thrilled to be back. And we've recently sat down with the technician, the man changing lives through tools, tips, and tactics to help with mental health and life in general. More formally known as Travis Cochran, the big man himself sat down with Austin and I, and we had an awesome chat about his story, mental health, life in general, stepping into spirituality and everything else along the way. We'd absolutely love for you guys to share our podcast, like, subscribe, and always stay prospering. Hope you guys love this episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Breaking the Stigma with Blokes Prosper. My name is Harry. And my name is Austin. And... We are very excited to be sitting down with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Travi Cochran, the technician, rewiring minds and bodies on his largely growing platform and podcast. And we're excited to see everything he's got installed for future and what got him up into this point. Travi, welcome. Cheers, boys. That was a great uh, little intro. I liked that. I rehearsed it since (laughs) nine o'clock this morning (laughs) and I still think it came out different, so... Uh, sure good, special for that. you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel special. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you are special, Trav. <laughs> Thank you. But, mate, I had three questions for you to start off. Mm. You know, get very deep here. What, what's something you're proud of yourself for doing in your lifetime? Mate, breaking away from the old me. That's been a huge thing for me in very recent times. It's only happened recently. But, um, you know, learning about paradigms, our conditioned beliefs, and being able to break away from that fucking huge dude you know it's it's opened up a whole new world for me because now all those old travs that used to say nah man you're not good enough or you're too shy for that all those little things man like i'm i'm so proud of the fact that i was able to break away from that because i think that's a big thing that holds a lot of people back too and that's you know testament to your you know the work you do in your podcast rewiring that subconscious brain and Mm. you know becoming i am i am this Trav, this is me. I am no longer these Travs. And you are now the technician, which is, that's Trav. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the real Trav. And that's, it's fu- funnily enough, you put it that way, and that's exactly what I do, because I do a lot of mirror work now. Yeah. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's literally looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself, you are the man, you are capable. Uh, I am the technician. I am, whatever it might be, I am wealthy. Yeah. You know, you start to feed yourself full of these really positive affirmations which your subconscious then slowly starts to take on. It's like breaking down the walls. It's just like doing push-ups or something, man. Like you're going to get stronger, right? Over time, repetition, repetitions. And eventually, the more you do it, the gratefuls in the diaries, the mirror work, eventually you start to think, you know what? I am good enough. Like I am the man. I am whatever it might be, which is, it's pretty funny when you first start doing it. But like you said, bro, I started to literally say in the mirror as I started this podcast, it was like, you know what? I am the technician. I am the technician. And that started, I really started to embrace that. So self-doubt turned into self-belief. Mm, big time, bro. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. That's epic. And same as, you know, if you, if you tell yourself, 
know, I'm not good enough or you listen to that chatter that might happen in your, your brain during the day or when you finally put your head on the pillow at night, you know, if you listen to that, you eventually take it on and that becomes you. So the reverse of that, you know, saying all the good things about yourself and who you want to become, you know, it's the same effect. Exactly, man. And, mate, what's, what's going well for you right now? What are you happy about in your life? Dude, life. <laughs> you know, like if I could really pinpoint it, uh, my relationships is a big thing. You know, I'm a big, big time family man. I love my family, love my friends. You know, I'm, I've always had a really good support network around me. And I've found that now that I'm happier, I'm in a good place, my relationships are really flourishing, especially any new friendships. Like meeting you boys, it's like meeting guys I've known for years, you know. It's like, and I know if I was the old Trav, say even like a year ago, it'd be a whole different situation. You know, I wouldn't be able to connect on a deeper level, wouldn't be able to connect how I am so comfortably with you guys or whoever it might be because I had all those old conditioned beliefs telling me, oh, do, do they like you? Do they think you're cool? Like, yeah. don't be like that. Don't fucking say that because they'll think this, this, it's and the this. The fear of judgment, yeah. Bro, the fear of judgment has always been my biggest thing I've struggled with and I'm sure most people do. I think a lot of the time it comes, it's through schooling, I would like to think, and your environment. So whether that's your parents, your friends, whoever you're around the most, conditioned beliefs come in and that fear of judgment is such a big thing. You know, even being bullied for what types like shoes you're wearing at school, that lives with you until you get to your adult years, you know? What sort of car should I own? What if what if Jenny says my car's shit or like comes like it's just like social pressure. Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. So much social pressure going on in in the world. And it's yeah. just crazy. Like these kids are coming out there, man, like thinking they have to they have to get the new cars, they have to get the new bikes, they have to get all this designer stuff. Really you don't. Like you don't have to impress anyone else other than yourself. Yeah, that's I love that. Like be be in competition with yourself. Hundred percent. You know, if you're better than you were a year ago or yes, whatever it might be, a week ago, sick. That's amazing. Um, don't ever compare yourself to someone else because you're gonna lose that race every time. Yeah. You know, there's always gonna be someone that's bigger, smarter, stronger, more beautiful, whatever it might be. More hair, like my receipt. I can't go compare myself to some dude with sick hair. I'm never going to win that. Um, but, you know, if you're in competition with yourself at all times, you, you're just going to get better and better. That's it. So, yeah. And as you said, you know, starts off in school. It feels like school's like a breeding ground for those things as well. You know, mm. When you are developing and you are in an environment like that, it is, it is tough to sort of break away from the narrative where you know, everyone is set to follow suit. You've got to wear the same uniform. You've got to have the same type of shoes and... You know, that's where the individuality comes out, where you know, oh, I've got you know, the new Nikes this year and oh, Tim's wearing the same ones from last year. And, you know, same sort of stuff, but with, you know, you finding a lot of fulfilment in your relationships now after, you know, doing the internal work, you know, that's something Austin and I definitely relate to, where if you do the internal work, then you know, you're on a higher vibration where the people that you are meant to be around come into your life find yourself in scenarios and have coincidences where people pop up such as yourself you know we've run into each other pretty recently through Todd and yeah. I met Todd through JP and you know it's a whole whole ball rolling where if you see the more you progress within yourself you just see yourself rolling down that path I, I love what you said in there is the vibration the frequencies that's so spot on man because Ever since learning about it, and only recently, learning about, you know, energy, 
frequencies, vibration. It's cool, isn't it? Dude. It's unreal. It's, it's fucking so unreal. Cool. And once you harness that power, you're unstoppable. You know, once you realise that, okay, so for example, look, this isn't financial advice, I'm not a financial advisor, but personal experience, money is energy. Money's not a fucking thing. Money is something that allows you to do things. So once you can embrace the fact that money will come and go, it ebbs and flows, it comes and goes. So if you can, so I, I learned from Ice, Isaac John, who has YKTR. I don't know if you follow him at all. Yeah, Sam, who's the behind all the branding of Blokes Prosper and how we portray ourselves in the marketplace. Yep. He is a diehard fan, loves his NRL, loves his YKTR, yep. in love with it. So he's filled me in. Shout out, Sam Breen. Shout out, Sammy. Um, I don't want to make you jealous either, bro, but I just got ice on my <laughs> podcast next month. <laughs> He'll love that. He'll oh, love dude. It. Look, Ice, he's a very generous dude, and he's one of my biggest idols for... He's actually one that made me start a clothing brand in the first place. In my deepest, darkest times, man, I was like full-blown depression. This was about four years ago. Had a knee reconstruction. My fiance had just left me. Like, crazy shit. We'll get into that yeah, as we, we go forward. Yeah, we certainly will. Um, but... You know, I was in a really dark place and this is when I started to listen to podcasts, watch YouTube, all this sort of thing because we had that at this age. Yeah. So uh, Ice popped up one day and I seen him in his little apartment. He just started this clothing brand, YKTR, and I was like, fuck, this is cool. I'm going to watch this dude. And um, he just posted a, a picture today of that old unit and I commented on it saying, you know, bro, thank you so much for that. This, is, this helped me heaps during the time. I kid you not. About 20 minutes later, he posts a thing saying, hey, guys, I'm getting back into doing my podcast. If you're interested, send an email to Jackson and he'll sort us out. I sent an email instantly. Yep. Kid you not, Jackson got back to me like 10 minutes later. It's like, yeah, bro, let's lock you in. So recently I've just been meeting all these people just out of nowhere, man. Frequencies, you're, right? You're throwing out that energy out there, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Like what like what your, your vibe is your tribe, yeah, what you attract. How do I say it? It's like what you think is what you'll get. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hundred percent. Like I've taken on a course with Vivian Paul. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Viv at all on one of my podcasts. Bro. She had an amazing episode with you. Dude. And her story is so powerful. It's yeah, unreal. From and Germany, right? Yeah. Like, and just what she went through with her family and what she's grown and how she, she's only twenty six. Yeah, wow. She's killing it. She's a mentor now for this Bob Proctor. You know, thinking into results. Yeah. And it's changed my life. You know, it's it's a course that we've got other people in it that are going through the same stuff. I kid you not, man. Not one person in that is not dominating. Yeah, they that's, are that's all epic. just rising, elevating the elevated human beings. I don't know if you've heard about that before, but this is this is probably going a bit too deep. But basically, as a being, you can elevate into a higher realm. Now that starts happening as soon as you start to align with yourself and you, you're finding your true self. So for me, it was quitting my job at Rebel. Even though I had no money, I was like, fuck. But it felt right, the right time, right? So I aligned with what it was trying to tell me. The universe was trying to provide for me. So I took the opportunity, quit my job, went all in on this. And ever since I did that and just went all in and said yes to all these guests and yes to coming to breath work on a Sunday, even though it scared the shit out of me, and meeting all these people, what do you think happens? It just happens. <laughs> once, you know, once you jump on the right path and you follow the path of your authentic self, then those things happen. Just as, you know, when people gravitate towards, you know, oh, this always has happened in my life. I This happens to me. Bad things happen to me. I fall down this path. And, you know, they enter that path of those, just listen to your recent potty with Megan, mm -hmm. into those lower realms. And 
you're on that lower vibration and then they think when bad things happen or you know they end up in positions they don't want to be that it's by pure coincidence when really they've you know subconsciously put themselves there they've just been consumed by their own thought process i think exactly and if we go back to what we we're talking about before with the conditioned beliefs it's really hard to break out of that when you're in an environment or around a circle of people that are bringing you down or not helping you to believe that you can achieve what the fuck are you supposed to do? You've got no chance unless you break away from those old cycles or those old people. And it's it's hard to say that because, you know, you've got some beautiful people in your life that might just say some stupid shit or not want more in life. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people, but for you to really thrive and strive and do your thing, sometimes you have to make a difference and make a change and go find some other people that might not be your friend group they're doing the same stuff you want to do. And that's when you really start to elevate. And that's what I'm seeing in this community with Viv's group. It's like, because everyone's wanting the same thing. We can't be stopped, man. It's like, you just want love for everyone. You want winning. There's no judgment. There's no... And the scary thing is, and I talked to Toddy about this a lot, where, you know, the subconscious, the subconscious doesn't know if you're saying true words or you're joking. Yeah. So being in a, a mentality... So I'll tell this story eventually as we get on, but football... Being a part of footy, man, the boys, what do you think the main thing is we do? We talk shit to each other. Yeah. Call each other fat or whatever it might be, or you're useless or you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, it gets pretty bad. To- <laughs> toxic I, I know how the footy boys and, talk. Man. And it doesn't, and a lot of the time, right, okay, yes, it is just taking the piss out of each other or whatever it might be. Subconscious doesn't know that. It takes on all these things. It takes on this, like, maybe I am an idiot because you're just constantly getting flogged by this. And yeah. I know you don't want to take away the fun from like being with the boys and stuff like that, but you need to understand that these things can actually affect you without realizing hundred percent. I agree with that. I agree that words are a very, very powerful thing as well. Mm. Um, if like when it comes to words, uh, how would you communicate to someone if you couldn't speak? Would you communicate yeah. through your eyes? Would you communicate through your voice? Um, with words as well. That's why it's called spelling. You take the ING off. You cast spells. Yeah, or you write. I really like you learn, that. You learn, to write, you learn to write in cursive. You learn to write curse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it, like, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on behind it. Um, I just went a bit of memory blank for a second. <laughs> it's really cool, but with, you know, as you start to progress down to sort of, you know, understanding spirituality or becoming more conscious or however you might want to frame that, but everything does hold a vibration and the words you say are of a higher vibration or of a lower vibration and you know, just changing small things like, you know, I got to to I get to. Mm. You know, changes your mindset around everything and, you know, it's great you mentioned the, the group that you're, you're working with for your development. Being in a group like that where you know, everyone has a certain goal in mind, you know, they want to achieve, you know, financial success in, or progress in their business or whatever that may be. You know, traditionally you think, oh, you know, I'm going to enter this space and they're going to give me equations or there's going to be set routines when really you sort of just unwire everything that are, you know, the conditioned beliefs and things that hold you back. That's something that I've really noticed stepping into those spaces where, you know, you think it's all about what you need to have externally to learn when really it's all internal. Yeah, you have what you need right to start. Yeah. I'm sure, like we were saying before the podcast, that day that you guys decided to do that video that started it all, 
you probably leading up to that were like, oh no, we got to get like this certain camera or we got to do this, this and this. There would have been little things holding you back. There would have been those conditioned beliefs that are like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not ready. Don't it was it into that fuck it moment. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. You know, we had nothing in play ready. We, you know, pulled the trend, pulled the trigger. We're saying, yep, we're going to start an organization. We're going to have websites. You know, by the time you finish watching this video, there's going to be a website up. We're going to buy the shirts from there. We're going to have an event Saturday. We put it up and Austin and I looked at each other and we're like, let's get to work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think me and Harrison have ever paced that hard before in our life. Like, <laughs> no, it was, I think, <laughs> Just in between, back and forward. Eh? <laughs> I think within, you know, two, three hours, we'd thrown together a little website and set up a print on demand. Had no clue if it was going to work properly running around left, right and centre organising this event, but, you know, surely it worked. And it did. Clearly, yeah. And that there was a lot of doubt as well with the, obviously COVID was still new. And oh, a lot of people yeah, that saying, was during COVID. Yeah, a lot it? of people yeah. were saying, oh, you shouldn't do it through COVID. You know what? We've done it anyways. Yeah, and we're good about it. You know, everyone was spaced out on the beach, but there were so many factors that were there that you know, tested our, our willpower mm. and... We pushed through it and we got through the day and it was incredible. And that's testament to you know, when you feel pulled and you do take those decisions and you fight adversity, it works out. You follow your path. You become your authentic self. Oh, dude, it's, it's so powerful to hear that because that's exactly how everything that has worked for me in the past and all the good things that have happened, it's the scariest shit. Yeah. You know, it's the scary things that you move towards that you get done. And it's always, it's always the way. It's that old saying of, you know, eat the frog you got to do the hardest thing first in the start of the day or whether it's like I was pretty scared to do this, to be honest. I haven't been on the other side of the mic. I've only done it once, one other time. Yeah. So, you know, right now I feel awesome, like talking to you guys, the energy's sick, like it, like I'm in my natural environment kind of thing. But the old me, that's what ruined it for me. For, well, not ruined it for me. It's what really held me back a lot in my life. So... That's part of my story too, so I'll hold yeah. off on that. Little bloke upstairs telling you you can't do things. Oh, dude, the, the little roommate inside me, he, um, we've had an interesting relationship for the last 31 years. So. <laughs> I think we've all had interesting relationships <laughs> with our roommates, but, yeah, mate, let's take it back to the start. Where did you grow up? What was life like as a kid? Life as a kid was awesome, man. I've got a great family, um, two little brothers, a little sister, mum and dad still together doing their thing, you know. They've always been together. So I've had a very normal upbringing, very supportive. I uh, grew up in Woodford, little oh, country Woody, town. Oh, Woody, shout out Woodford. Oh, shout yeah, Woodford. Hood of Wood, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, went to a little primary school there. And, um, you know, it all started, the, the real changes started when I got into footy. So I was six when I started playing, or five, I think. Which I, was, club? I played Stanley Rivers. Stanley Rivers. Yeah, the Bulls. Stanley. Yeah, the Wolves. <laughs> I've got mates um, who play for them now too. Oh yeah, 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 right. It's everyone. I swear, everyone knows someone from Woodford. Yeah, I swear. especially because we, you know, a few years ago we're living around like Caboolture and Bribie Island. Yep. So, it's so crazy. Like the Sunshine Coast and Caboolture, it's a country town, bro. Apart, honestly, but then Woodford and at the same distance. You know, we don't meet people up on the coast, but we know everyone from Woodford. Yeah. I don't know if it was similar for your generation too. I think so. I think it's um everyone sort of knew each other, and it, I think because of footy as well. You know, like. Once footy started, that really changed the trajectory of my life because, dude, I, I grew quick. You yeah. know, I was a freak. Yeah. By the time I was like eight, nine, I was – like I, I remember one game. This is what 
this is I think this is when I started to really play back and become the gentle giant. Yeah. Hey Travis, um, can I can I just ask? Yeah. Um, obviously for audience, Travis is a big bloke. Um, <laughs> can we just explain to the audience how big we are talking? Uh, you are at that age. Do we talk feet? <laughs> or I mean, right now I'm six five and 130 kilos. So I was probably not much different when I was eight. No, I think I think I was like, oh geez. I think I was already pushing six foot at like eleven years old. Dude. That's a big boy. Yeah. So and I was I was like every bit of athletics and that sort of stuff I was doing that. But I was a big kid, man, and we weren't wearing boots back then either. So like I had these giant feet just flapping around and I remember one game I threw this kid into the ground so hard he like fractured his like face like all his teeth fell out it was crazy but i don't remember that i remember the parents yelling at me and screaming at me saying get him off the field he's too fucking big he shouldn't be playing our kids and that's when it i still remember i still remember that bro i was like seven or eight years old whatever i still remember that exact moment and that's for me i think that was a catalyst to me going into my shell a little bit because those moments like that you don't forget those things you're still a kid too yeah and that's that's like Oh, dude, it was traumatizing. It was traumatizing. <laughs> Having adults yell at me, like, for... Yeah. And I didn't mean to hurt the kid. I was just playing the game. But, uh, you know, you fast forward a little bit. Obviously, being that big and being able to do what I could do at that age, I got noticed from uh, one of the schools up here, Mountain Creek. Yep. So, Rob Bruff was the coach here at the time, a Channel 7 newsreader. Yeah, wow. It's great uh, so, Rob's... Fast forwarding a bit. Rob's now, obviously, one of my best mates, mentors. He'll be coming on here soon. Yeah. Uh, and his son, Tyce Bruff, is one of my best mates. So... But yeah, I, I sort of came to Mountain Creek at 14, I think, yeah, 14 years old. So going from a small country town to this giant um, coastal city school, so two and a half thousand yeah, kids. We're talking Woodford, a school of like 400, 400 kids. Yeah, yeah, 400 kids to a school of about 2,000, two and a half thousand. That's a big difference. Well, this is when <laughs> things change, bro. This is when I start seeing the effects of what do you wear? How does your hair, like, what sort of hair do you have to Being have? Being a new kid in school again, trying oh to fit in. Oh, God, man. I went, from, I went from the big, big fish in the little pond yeah. to this giant pond being just a normal-sized fish, yeah. you know? And that's that, I'm, I'm not trying to say I was the big dog or Woody or whatever. I wasn't the man. But it's small. I was just a large kid. Yeah, you could you could drive down every street in Woodford and be like, they live there, they live there. Exactly. Oh, that house, I don't know them, but I know his grandma. Like, yep. same sort of thing. And, you know, you're now in a new environment. It was terrifying, bro. Four times the amount of people all brand new mm. and it might not seem like it now but i was a massive introvert i was a real shy kid um you know i just i didn't have it i had something where something i think my conditioned beliefs and how i was brought up around my family and stuff it was that judgment fear of judgment was a huge thing in our family i know that now as i'm older but i look back and i'm, I'm thinking well that must be what really held me back with a lot of things because i didn't go to a lot of parties uh, i didn't like going to football training so when i I think it was about 15, 16, I got picked up by the Broncos yeah. in a development squad. So some of the guys on my team are like Josh McGuire, Ben Hunt, Andrew McCulloch, these boys that are now superstars some of, of our game. Exactly. A-grade footy players. Yeah, bro. And, and like I'm in that. And then I go through these training periods where I'm like, I get to the point where I'm so nervous, I get depressed. You know, I was so scared to go down to Brizzy and train with these boys because I was just such a shy, weird motherfucker. I just hated myself so much that I, d- I didn't know why I was different. I that depression what... would have just turned into anxiety though. Exactly. Well, yeah. I think it was maybe it was the other way. It was, yeah. the, it was the anxiety of knowing training was coming. It beat me down so much. I was like, oh, I don't want to go. And I'd make up excuses. I'd make up all these, oh, I'm, I'm injured, like I'm sick. 
and it just held me back so much, man. I could have been, I could have been way better than I was. You know, I had all the gifts, had all the talents, um, but I'm always made up so many excuses because of that little roommate inside yeah. telling me to not do certain things. And that's when you talk about conditioning, mm. you know, when you're saying, you know, having parents shout things out when you're in the field and having to witness and experience that at that age and you know that's being a bit of a catalyst for you to enter in your shell so when you enter in and those thoughts turn into you know, once you go to the new school okay have I got the right kicks on have I yeah. doing the right thing am I even the granular things I'm sure walking through school thinking am I walking right or is are they looking at me dude yes I used to think about how I'm fucking walking all the time yeah. I was like should I put my shoulders back am I swinging my arms too much yeah. like, are they gonna think I think I'm tough or yeah. do they think I'm our sook or, and those things, you know, they maybe start in school, but then they spread. Yeah. You know, it turns into when you go down to the shops with your parents or, you know, you can't go out to parties because of it. And I think that's where we're talking about the, you know, rewiring the subconscious in a positive way where positively affirming yourself in the mirror and, you know, claiming this new identity. When you have those other things that are negative rattle around, you then turn into that person and those subconscious conditioning you know thoughts and behaviors start to then play out you become that yeah yeah and that's that's what happened so i I finished school um and fast forward to the broncos offering me a full-time contract to be part of the top squad you were 16 at this this i think i was 17 going on 18 so this is after school it's pretty good 17 and you get a a contract from the broncos right it was insane i think it obviously would have been i don't know if the 20s was around i think it was going into 20s but obviously being part of the top squad at the same time yeah so it was with Joshua Maguire, Ben Hunt, Andrew McCulloch. It's really cool. When I see those boys, they still remember me, you know, which is amazing. It's a testament to what type of people they are because they obviously they don't think anything about, you know, because we're all part of it. We're all on the same journey. Unfortunately, a lot of us just didn't make it because of things that held us back, um, whether it was physical, mental, whatever it might be. Or just decisions. Yeah, bro. And that's, that's thing, that, that decision of that day, I still remember to this day telling dad I don't want to do it. It was pretty sad, man. I look back and I understand his reaction because he put in so much time to help me to go to training, pick me up every week from the coast, bring me back to Woody, drive me. I, I think one year I played like 70 games of football and he would have taken me to every single one, been there, watched it. You know, he did so much for me. Um, so to go from, hey, we, we've, we've made it, baby, let's go, NRL player, whatever, you're on the path, to jokes, you're working at your local IGA. So that is a big drop in, you know, this is who I am or this is who I'm going to be to, oh, fuck, no, I'm not. I'm, And not to say there's anything wrong with that, you know, now that I'm older, who cares where you work? Who cares what you do if you enjoy it? But those beliefs that you'd build course, up from yeah. being, you know, in, insecure about yourself and that manifesting into anxiety, mm. you know, thinking about you know, being in that position where you, know, you put in all the hard yards and, you know, almost getting to the, top of the mountain in a sense of all your training at that point had you envisioned what that would have been like when you were younger you know you're out in the field when you're early teens and you're like right i'm picturing the day i'm sitting in front of the nrl coach with my dad and you know running out for my first game is is that something that that's a great question because i don't think i ever truly loved football yeah i think it was just something i did because i was good at it did you have a dream about it no nah. You didn't love it. it I never loved. I I don't think I ever loved footy. I I don't think I truly loved it because I wouldn't have made the excuses I did if I loved footy. Yeah. When you love footy, you'll do. You'll play through a fucking broken ankle or whatever to to play in a certain game if you need to. 
you'll go to every training session, you'll do everything. The crazy thing is, is that I was still able to make that and barely train. You just, know, yeah, I know like, a lot of people like that as bro. well, but they don't actually like the sport. They're yeah. just really good at it. Exactly. And, and they have to play it. The dis- You know, if you then compare that to my best mate, Tyce Andrews, who then made it to the NRL, I think he was 24, 25 or something. Finally, after busting his ass, trying so hard, he was talented, but not the talent that me or a couple other players had. Yeah. We still had the chance to make it. He never got opportunities. Yeah. He never got the rep teams. He never got all this. He had to fucking work for everything he got. He had to fight for it. Fight for it, dude. Yeah, Tooth like and nail. Those who want it so badly, you know, are put in those positions to sort of test, you know, themselves. We see mm. some of the people who are the most successful in their chosen fields. You know, they didn't have any of the talent or the opportunities that others had. They had to get there from pure will. Mm. And... You know, back to thinking of you know not dreaming about becoming this football star, or you know maybe those that are probably have their whole journey down to a T of how they want it to look like. What what did you dream about? Where did you want to see yourself? What did your your life look like? I think that's where the problem started, has yeah, because <laughs> I had no purpose in life. Yeah, I had no dreams. I had no goals. I was like, well, football was my whole fucking life. I did terrible in school because I didn't apply myself. There was, it was always just going to be, yeah, I'll be a football player. There was never a, oh, maybe you could be this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I was good at school. That's the crazy thing. I could pass however I wanted. I never did assignments. I never really put effort into it. I was actually in art class because I was a really good illustrator. I was That's really good awesome. at drawing. Yeah. So I started thinking about maybe concept design because I was a gamer. So I thought about doing that sort of stuff. Voiceover work, weirdly enough. I wanted to voice over for characters and stuff in games or movies, be an actor. Yeah. I started, I'd sort of dabbled in those ideas. Creativity. Yeah, but I never truly believed I could do it. So that then led me into trying so many different jobs that I fucking hated. So um, getting into civil construction, car sales, like one of the jobs got so bad that, yeah, it was just years of just trying these different jobs. It was from 17 through think about 24 or so i'd gone back and forth between went up to Mackay to play footy up there to follow tice my mate and went out with my girlfriend at the time gracie um big part of helping me through things bro grace she was a rock for me and then my friends and family like i wouldn't be here if i didn't have them 100 percent uh because it got to the point where i tried all these jobs i was terrible well i thought i was terrible at them this is just my little inner demon talking and having people around me that maybe weren't the greatest support either you know a lot of people that in these jobs usually are very angry yeah. for some reason i know so, i know he feels man yeah dude so you know you're getting you're copping it left right and center from these older guys that are like in their middle age and they, they hate the look at me because i'm tall young you know have whatever it might be i always cop shit from one there was always one guy at every job i went to that hated me for no reason and always got to a point where i had to snap for him to pull his head in um but these constant things man they just break you down eventually i got real fat and just depressed and um this one job really broke me and I was driving home from work one day um, up towards that big lounge roundabout. Near the race yeah. course. Yeah. And I sort of came and it was just a horrible day, bro. I, I remember it so clearly and I'd sort of been set off by a few things and it'd been accumulating for obviously years, bro. Like this is years of just like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not good enough, whatever. And Are you one of those people who just hold everything in until there a point where you just snap? I... To be honest, bro, I used to like cried a lot. 
You know, I cried a lot to Gracie. I talked to I talked a little bit about it, but maybe not enough now that I look back at it. And I just got to a point where I was just going around that roundabout in my car and I thought, fuck this, I'm over this. And it was my way out. It was like, I'm going to send this car into a tree. And I mean, I still, still hard talking about it now, but I sort of took it off the road a little bit where that pie, you know where that pie van is? Yeah. Where it sits on little, the corner. Yeah, there. little yeah. peas and pies. Man, I literally like took the car off the road, skidded a little bit and something just snapped. And I was like, fuck, what am I doing? Pulled it back. Sort of fished out a little bit, got back on. I just broke down crying. It was just so intense. It was the most intense release of like bad energy, man. Yeah. Got home, told Gracie what's going on and I sort of quit that job straight away and we moved back down to Sydney to work at Rebel again. Yeah. And we'll, we'll stay on that for a moment. I love how open you are to be able to talk about that experience because you know some people can have a traumatic event as such that had been built up from you know, years and years of mental struggle and you, know, you get to a point where that chatter almost becomes too loud and you want to end it and you know for all young people I think that's the biggest thing is there's there's no shame in, in speaking about what you're going through you know it's it's hard sometimes to when you are in those spaces, it's it's easier for someone who isn't experiencing what you are to be able to say, come on, it's okay. But, you know, hear it from, from Trav who has gone through it and had that experience that you know, opening up is the key thing to be able to get Overcoming past. It. Yeah, dude, 100%. I think um, I, I need to be able to speak about it quite candidly now because it's part of who I am. Yeah. It's what I'm trying to help people with, so... And I just think it should be normalising the community as well. For sure, dude. You know, it's it's not something that has to be frowned upon. It's not something that's going to make you look or feel any different. It's just allowing you to open up, especially you should be able to open up to your closest friends and family and stuff, man. Like that, if you don't have that space, I, I, I like it, it hurts me to think about people not having that space to be able to release because if you don't have that and like I said before I think that is one of the most important things being able to comfortably tell someone man I'm struggling I don't know what it is but this is how I feel you don't have to articulate it in the most perfect way you just have to allow that shit energy just to come out and take form in some way because your close friend or whoever it might be is going to be able to somehow help you with that or get you the right help if you have to go see a psychologist yeah. Uh, that's another thing. I think a lot of people think going and seeing a professional is frowned upon for some reason. You know, yeah. even for myself, I went and saw a professional you know, a couple of years ago mm. and occasionally I still like to. You know, it's just someone who's outside your circle that you know, might have a perspective that other people might not see. Yeah. So that's something that's really important. But, you know, I remember the first time I went there, I felt so ashamed that, you know, I, I parked my car around the block so no one would see me. True. Yeah. And made sure I had a hoodie on so I wouldn't be recognised. Even, you know, I was up the Sunshine Coast where I, I don't, didn't know a lot of people at that point in time, but, you know, I still had that feeling. And, you know, now that we're creating environments where it is safe place to you know, open up and let people know that it's really important to go see these people. Yeah, it's, it's a great way you put it at the start where they can give you a different perspective. And the way I sort of word it, I feel like this is probably the simplest form. When you're on a football field, you can only see what's in front of you. Your coach on the sideline can see everything. Yeah. Or your fullback can see everything, whatever it might be. Your psychologist is a trained professional. 
he's going to ask you questions to get things out of you for him to be able to articulate to you what is actually going on and then maybe potentially have a breakthrough and oh this is why i'm feeling like this this is what's causing this cool let's give you some practical things that can help you so for example last year i was struggling heats because my girlfriend was locked out of the country because of covid so it took 10 months to get it back. We, we did all the right things. We didn't do anything dodgy to try to get it back in. So don't worry to anyone that's like, hey, how'd you get it? <laughs> if immigration is listening <laughs> yeah. to prosper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went through all the Please right avenues. Yeah, let's just chill, guys. Um, <laughs> but basically, I went through probably some of the hardest times ever last year. Again, I had to go through this same yeah. tough times, man. But I went and seen Chris at Flourish at Batinia, amazing psychologist there. Gave me really practical little things. So I was trying to work at a, a really a lo- lo- awesome job. They were amazing when I said I couldn't do it anymore because I was just struggling so much. Um, Vast Fitness Academy, shout out. Shout out. Yeah, shout out Nevi M and the guys there. But um, yeah, they really understood what was going on. And like little things like um, Chris would tell me, if I feel overwhelmed one day and I'm trying to do things, I have a little whiteboard next to my, in my office there that's called Low Hanging Fruit. Yeah. So low-hanging fruit is a great way to get the ball rolling because when you're overwhelmed and you're anxious and you're in a depressed state, last thing you want to do is do anything. Commit to something big is oh, the biggest no-no. Yeah, you can't even get out of bed. Yeah. You know, you lay in bed crying, looking at the ceiling, like, I don't want to do this today. But if there's little things like Chris would say, oh, just say you're going to do the washing. Cool, I've, I've ticked something. Oh, I can physically tick that off my low-hanging fruit board. It's an achievement. Exactly, and then that just gets the ball rolling. So that helped me so much. Something so simple helped me so much through that. So small wins turn into bigger ones. Yeah, and, bro. You know, something I've learnt off that as well. I've got a similar list where you know I know if I'm, you know, I get beat up myself sometimes for not being productive when you know, I was just chasing the sort of achievement, and mm. you know now that I've you know, been able to be more centered and being present and. Things are a long game, but you know, even if when you're in that state, even doing the washing can be a big thing. Whereas, I'll say to myself, "How about I just go put the basket out front of the washing machine? So <laughs> when I go to do it, it's there for me." Yeah, and yeah, literally. I get there. And I go, I'm I'm here now. I might go grab my clothes. I might pull them out, and you know, framing it in that smaller step or getting those small wins are so important. Being able to build momentum 100% also it's breaking out of that cycle yes that's that's a big part of it because if you can break the cycle uh, even in the smallest way it's going to help you because like anyone that is going through it that's listening or has been through it you know it's it's so hard to do anything but if you can even knowing that other people are going through it can help weirdly enough if you're hearing stories of other people it just makes you feel comfort in knowing that you're not the only one because you, f- you do feel alone when you're in that state yeah 100% even though you might think and the worst thing is you think you're a burden you don't want to tell anyone because you don't want to burden their life you don't want to make them feel shitty but it's like understand that these people will love you and they're there to help you in any way they can and if they care they'll listen exactly and that's all it takes sometimes all you have to do is sit there and listen for maybe 10-15 minutes a couple of hours whatever it is you know, just, just, just to get it off your chest because you'll feel so much lighter for it. And, um, but, but going back to uh, what really set me on the right path was moving back to Sydney, getting back into Rebel, and you line that up as something I was good at. I'd found something that was my calling, sales, helping people. 
You know, it's being just, of service. Yeah, being of service in of a others. positive way. Exactly. It was it was on a small small scale, but um, I came to work and enjoyed it, bro. I, I loved it's helping more people. for you. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I used to hate. I actually used to be embarrassed to tell people I worked at Rebel, which is weird. You know, I used to think because I was comparing myself to everyone, like everyone else has already been to uni and had their trades and all this other shit. Yeah. I'm comparing myself to where they are in their life, but because obviously I still didn't understand then. This is everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Social pressure again. Again, yeah, it's the social beliefs, the constructs that are built, the system that's fucking built for us. You know, we're supposed to keep up with the Joneses. You're sp- supposed to have that's this car it. and all this other stuff. Like, welcome to the end of school. Would you like university or trade? Yeah. <laughs> if you pick anything else, then I don't want to hear from it. Exactly. You're a loser if you're not doing either of those two things. That's it. Uh, which is not the case whatsoever. Not at all. Um, so everyone to follow their path. Yeah, dude. So, you know, being down there and getting back into what I enjoyed, um, Gracie and I were doing really well. And then, unfortunately, we ended up going separate ways. We were engaged at the time. Probably cutting the long story short, but um, yeah, it just, you know, and it worked out how it's supposed to because unfortunately, just after that happened, I actually tore every single ligament in my knee playing basketball, Ouch. literally around about the same time. Now, now that I look back and I understand how the universe works, yep. this was all supposed to happen. This yep. happened for me, not to me. Yep. So this happened, that then forced me to have to move back to my parents' home in Woodford, yep. get the surgery and everything, but I go from... My job that I enjoyed again, I'm living on the beach in Sydney, northern beaches of Sydney. I'm with this, you know, beautiful girlfriend and fiancé at the time. Everything's sweet. Boom. Jokes. No, it's not again. Let's take you back to that deep depressive state, Trav. Remember this? Darkness of my old friend. Yeah. Um, So I get back to being in Woodford, bro. I've had the knee surgery. And, I mean, I'm to the point where I'm in so much pain. My mum's emptying my piss bottle. You know, this is a... That's a bit of pain. If you want clarity of a situation... That's I was bad, man. I couldn't even watch the NRL Grand Final. It was depressing. Anyway, what year was that? Who were playing? Ooh, that was 2017, I think it was. Oh, I was going to say if it was the All Queensland year, then we've been going oh, through yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Going dude. through it. It was yeah. Anyway, during that time, I had two decisions. It was okay. Let's just wallow in this self pity and just be like, oh, yeah, it's life's over, whatever. It's all shit. Because it was dark, man. It was a dark time. You know, I just, you know, to have not only that taken away from me, my fiance, my partner at the time. But my knee, like to, to think that I could never play basketball and stuff again, yeah. that r- hit me really hard. But um, that's when I discovered YouTube and listening to Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory. Yeah. Best show of all time. And I just like, I talked about studying clothing brand with my best mate, Joshy O'Neill. And I just thought, okay, I've got all this time in the world. Let's do it. So Colorblind grew out of this KB and... I've actually got the shorts on today, still, to this day. Shout out. Shout out, KB. Unfortunately, she's broken down now, but uh, that sort of inspired me to to go down that path of entrepreneur, growing, marketing, learning everything I could to become good at a business, being a business owner. And that was driving to my new Rebel job at North Lakes at the time. So I actually helped start that North Lakes Rebel Sport. Yeah. So was it built around then? Just got built. So. This is it, man. The universe provides. What Unreal. are the chances of this brand new Rebel Sport being built just up the road, like 35, 40-minute drive? So for, I think it was like a year or two, I was driving there every day. I got a new car. Somehow I managed to get a new car from my old job. They hooked me up. Uh, you know, just everything worked out. It's so strange, man. The, but this, again, we talked about the frequencies. Yeah. I wanted to be on that frequency, so I made sure everything was happening for me. So... All these things started happening. I was meeting these people. 
Um, ended up becoming like best customer service in Australia. I got all like these little awards and stuff that started to make me feel like I was someone. I had purpose in life. Yeah. And it just sort of grew and grew and I started becoming more into the personal development stuff, yeah. meeting new people, learning more. And it just got to a point where, you know, I started to really look deeper into how could I be of service to others. And growing colorblind, I was learning more about online marketing and, you know, businesses and entrepreneurial stuff. And listening to podcasts, I thought, man, maybe I should get into like training or something or being a personal trainer or a podcast. So this idea popped up a couple of years ago, like years ago. So it got to the point where, um, you know, I met, I met Tams through this period, my now partner, my soulmate, been with her for two and a half years. Beautiful. Right, she's unreal. Another rock. I, I, if there's one thing that's stayed consistent through my life, I've always had really good people in my life, whether it's my, my partners, my, my friends, my family, had incredible support networks around me. There's no way I could sit here and say I've done all this. Yeah. Yes, I've put a lot of hard work in, but the people I've met and the incredible network I've built, it's the reason I'm here. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. And Shout I've out to Tams In <laughs> another potty talk about Tams and her family and you know, that being a rock is transparent through that whole family, isn't it? Dude, they just don't suffer from any emotional, like they're just really lovely people who just go to work, do their thing. You know, they've, they've done really well in their life because they just, I don't know, they don't deal with like the anxiety and depression or the emotions that come with things, right? And which is amazing to think that, but they've got so many people, because they're such a lovely family and everyone loves them, they have a lot of people that rely on them to be the rock as well. Yeah. So they're used to having to take in conversations or help people that are in need, which Tams, without even knowing it, you know, she's, she's a teacher, she loves helping kids and stuff, but she's always been that friend that everyone calls when they're having a problem. Yeah. Because she just sits there, bro, and just takes it in and, can just break it down for them because she doesn't get emotionally attached to the situation. Yeah, there's no there's no fuel for the fire there. Mm-mm. There's no judgment. She's just such a doesn't care what anyone's doing. As in, like, she's no yeah. She's not judging on what you're doing. She doesn't care who you are. She's not sitting there thinking, oh, such and such does this. There's no talking shit about anyone. It's just this is you. I love you for you. You have your negatives. Everyone has their downsides. But she doesn't focus on that. She just takes people as they are, helps them through life, and has a good time. <laughs> Which is what I think is the most beautiful way to be explained to someone who doesn't know them. Exactly. Yeah, so now you want to meet Tams, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> but we know that she's an incredible person, and I think, yeah, those traits are incredible. And if everyone possessed the same, and we all go through different journeys, but world would be a much more incredible place here's a story for you so how i met tams (laughs) i've always been in a relationship but i was single for about a year so obviously um when i was single i was like 14 years old we didn't have tinder back then so i was trawling through myspace there wasn't too many yeah bro myspace to go (laughs) probably wasn't too many msn bro (laughs) wasn't too many to pick from in woodford either pretty small crowd i think it was still like dial up internet and shit had to like (laughs) couldn't share the phone in the household what's up girl what's your hong kong number (laughs) (laughs) i think think so yeah Yeah, yeah. and you had to like be like to the mum like hey can i talk to jessica please (laughs) (laughs) shit dad owns the mowing business (laughs) i find their number in yellow pages oh that's gangster i like that um didn't but use it myself. Yeah, sure not. <laughs> uh, but basically, yes, yeah, so she was 
traveling through from Canada with her friend, scrolling through. And sure enough, that night I was getting another surgery on my knee. So I was up the coast here. And she was like, hey, my friend and I are here for the night. Do you want to come to trivia night at the Good Bar? And I was like, oh, know, this is a bit weird. But you know what? Why not? I'm up here. Let's let's go. I took my best mate Tyson Bruff out with yeah. me. And uh, sure enough, met her and just fell in love instantly. Like, just this is after post-op. This was before pre-op. Yeah. So I had the ne- operation the next day. And I was like, I shouldn't be drinking. Had a couple of beers. But, um, man, just the fact that now that I look back and the fact that I went to the date with the same person who I talked to about who I want to see. So I said to Bruffy about a month or so before that, I was like, bro, I really want to meet someone from overseas. Brunette, blue eyes tan skin, this kind of person, this personality, blah, blah, blah. Guess who pops up? Straight away. This is terrifying. You know, to me, to think that you can literally manifest who you want to be with, but now understanding it more, yeah, totally. You can literally manifest anything you want. That's, you know, it's so crazy when you see things play out like that, you start to question where it's like, what am I fully capable of? Yeah. And, you know, things do play out like, you know, meeting the people that I have and the weird opportunities that have popped up out of nowhere and for yourself too, it's where, you know, funnily enough, I step back and think we are these talking monkeys on this giant (laughs) ball of rock (laughs) flying through space. Like what isn't magical about that? You know, why would we put ourselves in a box when... You know, that's magic in itself, of course. We should be able to create these realities and bring things into our life. So, you know, why not? 100%, dude. And I think if that could be a tool for anyone to really start to look into, do it. If you can learn about manifesting things into your life and how energy works, how frequencies work, vibrations, you know, anyone that's listening, we are, everything is energy. As everything. Is, yeah, as 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 everyone says, like scientists, it all comes for the big bang, big bang theory. Um, so exactly. it's it's all energy, it's all frequencies. It all comes down to a single atom. Exactly, and you'll have moments in your life where you can't explain how you met this person or how you did this or this did that, without you realizing, you somehow got on that frequency of that thing or that being or whatever it might have been that happened. And they talk about in the way, I guess, of a more basic way to say is it's your goals. You know, if you don't have goals, where are you going? I think goals are such an important factor because they talk about in the course where there's A goals, B goals and C goals. So C goals are your big fantasy goals, things that you have no idea how to do, but it's your fantasy. So what will start happening, your B goals are things that you think you might be able to do. So if you've got a few things together, yeah, I could probably make that happen. Your A goals are things you know how to do, things you've already done before. Yeah. So whether that's buying a new car, things that yeah, things that you have already done, yeah. that's an A goal. So that big C goal, they get us to write it down on our wallet and we put a little write it on a card. So mine is <laughs> it's funny how it's all worked out because I've always thought about this and always dreamt about this. I basically want this big custom made van that has a podcast studio in it, little gaming setup. I'm just traveling around the uh, Canada, ideally, if we can get back there for Tams. Yeah. But I'm going to have this fucking sick, like, full-wheel drive van. It's all custom made. I kid you not, two weeks after I tell Viv about this, I meet a custom 
custom like he makes custom vans on the no coast way. here. That's <laughs> incredible. Like what? Like what do you mean? <laughs> like it's, that's it's, it's funny enough. That's that's literally one of my closest mates. That's his. That's his dream. No way. Same same. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So crazy. But once you treat it as a real possibility, then you put yourself on the path to achieve it. Yeah. Things you, start to align. Yeah. When you give it fuel, that fire fuel in the form of actions and behaviors and belief in that then it just grows exactly you eventually become engulfed and you get that goal well it starts to grow in ways that you might not realize that they're tying into your ultimate goal so if everyone everyone that's listening if there's people that are thinking oh bullshit this guy's talking absolute crap what's happening right now is i've built this i've manifested it i'm drawing it i've got it on my board in my so i walk through my ensuite to my to my little bathroom in our room and on the wall i've got like the cork board yeah and you can put like pictures and stuff on it or write down your goals and you, i have to look at it every single day but it's that van and everything so it's a vision board yeah yeah vision boards they're awesome and um but what's happening really quickly is i'm meeting guests for example big guests that i would never think that would come on my podcast are just popping up out of nowhere yeah just like today like i said this guy reached out because i shared jackson that i had on all of a sudden this other guy saw my stuff because he saw me on his story and was yeah. like, bro, I love your stuff. And this guy's interviewed some of the guys that I listened to when I was going through my, like Les Brown and that, you know, on Impact yeah. Theory. He's had him on his show, Kerwin Ray. Incredible. Small world, eh? Bro, and all of a sudden, yep, cool. And then 10 minutes later, Ice, he's on my podcast in a month. So right? wild. So not saying that this is the be-all, end-all, but these are the things that start to happen as your dream starts to come together. The universe starts to provide. You're on the frequency of all these different things. And if anyone really wants to learn about maybe like quantum possibilities, Charlie Rocket. You got me onto Charlie Rocket. Really? Yes. So you heard him in the podcast when I was like, yeah, Charlie Rocket, yeah, quantum, yeah. You, hi- you hyped up Charlie Rocket. Interesting. And this is where, you know, living with Toddy Jarrett, mm. you, he introduces you to that, that subconscious playing field. Mm. You know, subconscious is 95% in compared to conscious. Yeah, it dominates us. It dominates. And Toddy, I asked him this afternoon, he said some co- subconscious is 40 million times more powerful than the conscious. Holy. Yeah, big Which number. Is, <laughs> think about if you had a dollar and you times that by 40 million, which would you prefer to change? Yeah. Like in that sense. But yeah, you got me on a Charlie Rocket and I listened to his... Uh, Monday morning podcast with someone else. Okay, yeah. And he's talking about his quantum journal. I'm writing in there. I'm going to meet Oprah. Yeah. And I'll meet Oprah. Yeah. I'm on a winning streak. <laughs> yeah. And just adopting those small things. But you can see it's all in that realm of just turning idea into belief. Mm. And then that just plays out. Whereas you know, he's got so many awesome practices around gratitude and and stuff like that but he's someone who i think makes it really fun yeah it's cool man it's cool to watch because that's the other thing i think getting into the space where i am now i'm like completing my cert for with my fitness and training and coaching i want to become a coach eventually but i don't want to be the typical coach i don't want to be that guy that's like all right guys we gotta make sure you're counting your calories let's make sure you get to training three times this week did you download the app yeah did you get the app i'll send through the you know check in once a fortnight Fuck no! This is gonna be because that's play. It's plain eh? This is boring, man. I wouldn't yeah. want to come to you if you're my PT. Yeah, yeah. Let's not work <laughs> together. <laughs> um, but like, my thing is, 
okay, there's going to be different clients. There's going to be people that do want to look good because that ties in with their beliefs and what they want to achieve. But I don't really care how people look. Yeah. If you're happy and healthy and you can do the things, you know, you're, you're eating kind of well most of the time and then you drink some piss and eat some KFC, whatever, a couple times a fortnight, whatever, implement it into your life. I want a lifestyle that's livable because no matter what, if you make it too hard for people, they're going to give up on it eventually. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're being balanced as well. Yeah, I mean, if balance you, is key. Yeah, if you want to talk about it spiritually, like, you know, you know, yin and yang, yeah. well, every reaction is a equal and opposite reaction. So, you know, as healthy as your life should be, there's going to be components that maybe aren't. But when you have that balance, you can, you know, find fulfilment and be on that sort of steady trajectory. Exactly. And it's maintainable. Because if you it. make things too hard, you're just not going to stick with it. Yeah. Um, I noticed I did a little program with my mate. This is actually going back to that. That got me into wanting to help people because I realized, like, I lost 22 kilos through counting macros yeah. and just training five times a week. It was very simple. It was making sure, like, calorie deficits, everything about losing weight. Yeah. So learning about that, learning about food, and but it wasn't all that that I cared about so much. It wasn't the differences I was seeing in before and afters. It was the how I felt, I felt incredible. I felt so good to the point where I want other people to feel this. Yeah. And that's the biggest part because all of the, everything I do lines up with just helping people feel good and find their happiness because my podcast, it's just about providing tools, tips and tactics on how to create a happy life. You know, how do you find these different things? And then my, my coaching and whatever else, I want to help create... Um, videography and photography for small business you know if i can create graphics and stuff for them because that's then helping an aspect in their life which might take a bit of stress off them unreal so yeah bro it's gotten to the point now where everything i do is based off trying to help others purely because i think i don't ever want anyone to feel how i did in my darkest times yeah you know i think that's such an important part and being at this point now where the pod the podcast is growing and meeting people like you guys and seeing the journey you guys are on um, and it's awesome to be a part of it too, by the way. And it's awesome to be a part of yours. Yeah. It's incredible. The more that we head down our journey, the more opportunity we get to meet amazing people. And, you know, with especially the Cool to Be Conscious events that mm. we're thrilled to have them sponsor uh, us by donations from those Sunday events, we've gotten to meet so many incredible people. You get to hear a lot of beautiful stories as well. So I bet, man. Yeah, and from that, you, I'm guessing you've got guests coming from those. Yeah, we've got a few. Well. But this extended community that is being created is amazing, and your testament to you know showing who some of those people are because you well, their stories. You know, I had seen who Vivian was, and uh, people would be familiar with. Jordan Potts, as he gets mentioned on every <laughs> podcast. Yeah, but the man. The them being on the episode, it creates this relatability, and people who enter that space then just feel so included, and they get to experience all the great things that we have of having such supportive people around. Mm. And yeah, it's been awesome to have an informal introduction via a podcast. Where <laughs> it's awesome, but like you get to build this. It's like when we meet, because we've listened to so many, it's like already know, it's like catching up as old friends. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I'm, sh- I'm sure when you have ice on your podcast, you'll um, 
you feel like you're catching up with him, you've known his story, you've, mm. you've been a part of it just in third person. You don't want to be too creepy, but you're like, oh, bro, remember yeah. that time? <laughs> what, how do you know that? Like, bro, do you still like strawberry ice cream? Yeah, yeah. Sprinkles <laughs> only on half? Or? Man, I'm actually <laughs> low-key like terrified. Eh? But, but now when you say those things, I'm actually low-key excited. Yeah. You don't have to look at it as I'm scared. I'm, I'm actually really excited because it's the same feeling. It is, yeah. So, you know, it's I'll just have to prepare. It, it's, I think he, he only gives 30 minutes to each person because I think he gives out like a heap of different podcasts. Yeah. You should probably even reach out. There's probably still a space left. Yeah. Like, honestly, like because he would love to talk to you boys and know about what you're doing. We'd love to have him on. 100%. And I think Sam would absolutely lose yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get He'll Sam. have to be in the room, <laughs> eh? He yeah, he will. Yeah. 100%. He's a... Uh, yeah, he's incredible. He's another divine timing sort of scenario. Have he, I met him? Not yet. I don't think so. Hmm. But yeah, he just had reached out. Um, he, he was on that path, and he's very passionate about you know, like deeper meanings behind things. And we had like a phone chat, and we just clicked. And he's like, had so many ideas for blokes prosper and hmm. how we could represent things and help more people and. From there, it's been a couple months now, and he's firing away, looking after all of our content and yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's amazing. That? He's he's doing an incredible job. So does that mean he then did he repost my picture today? I posted that. Ah, no. So <laughs> so Matisse, my my partner, she's shout out Matisse, shout out Matisse. Matisse. She does the sort of content creating, Canva and Photoshop, nice. and yep. she looks after that. Sam is purely behind the scenes. Mm. Okay, what are we going to post on Monday? What's it going to be? Like a schedule. What type of messaging are we going to be putting out? Are there events that are happening this week? In is it Men's Mental Health Week? What does Blokes Prosper want to you know, market to the people in that time? And then, you know, who are we? Who are Blokes Prosper? What are we going to portray in the marketplace? So he's been awesome to have a, a part, and his vision is the same as well. That's exciting, man. It's very exciting. So what's your plans over the next six months? Like, is this something that... Because I feel like you've really started to pick up recently and I'm assuming that's why you've started to really get into the podcast and have guests booked out and everything. Yeah, definitely. Look, we'd always just sort of started mm. and, yep. you know, we, we blew up really quickly. Like, we had a lot of growth super fast. So a lot of it was chasing that growth to stay up to date. Mm. And then we hit a little bit of a lull moment and we funnily enough when I moved in with Toddy he's the systems and process man and you know we gathered our little team together and we had Jason come on board as our sponsor shout out Jason Stevens incredible stuff but you know he helped us financially and Todd helped us with our systems and since that it's been all guns rolling but you know building more events moment is something we're really yeah bro we got to do. do our three on three basketball comp that's going to be oh. awesome <laughs> we did that in redcliffe a basketball event oh was that at the the beach court there yeah it's like yeah. on the aqua uh, have you got ankle pads though maybe <laughs> <laughs> boy you're gonna need them <laughs> but we had we had a whole crew out there playing basketball and it was good fun weekend after we had a water bomb fight in skippy yeah. park oh i saw that yeah that's that a sick idea pretty fun but yeah at the moment for us it's all about building new partnerships and getting more events so obviously you know breath work and meditation is something that's really helped us during our journey mm. but also want to dive down some other avenues whether that's health in the sense of food 
yeah. having someone who's really passionate about mental health and cooking provide maybe like a cooking class for people to be able to learn how to eat for themselves. That's a great idea because nutrition's a massive aspect. You know, gut health and mental health. That's how you are. You are what you eat. Yeah. You yeah, put exactly. diesel in a petrol car. How's it supposed to run? That's yeah, it. Bro, I love the I love the car analogy for everything with to do with the human body, yeah. because like Jordan said. How do you expect to drive 100 kilometres if you're not putting the right fuel and you haven't serviced the car, like the tyres and everything? Like, it's just not going to happen. So, but the, the sad thing is some people treat their cars better than their bodies. Yeah, or well they're doing 100 k's, but they're moving nowhere. Yeah. The tyres are spinning and they're burning out. Yep. Which is another awesome analogy from the man JP. Dude, he's got them all there. He's, yeah. Something I learned from him recently um, is about, you know, as you... As you progress, he said, new levels have new devils. Ooh. It's a bit spicy. Damn. And that's with that, you know, everything has an opposite, so. You know what? That's actually a great point to, to, have we got much longer room to go? Yeah, Yeah, cool. Um, This is something that I actually, I've got a few new friends, right? So, uh, shout out Will Stonehouse. Uh, Awesome dude. Just randomly, we used to go to school together. Had no idea. Yeah. and he's just come back into my life because we're on a similar sort of path. He, he's doing – he's a facilitator of um, ice baths and breath work and that sort of thing. And really cool guy. But he's just been so supportive, bro. Like, he's actually been probably more supportive than some of my best mates with, like, liking and sharing and – Small businesses, bro. I, I, I feel you on that later. Dude, like, what is with that? Like, he – I've never met him before, but all of a sudden, this is, it's this guy that's in my DMs, like, bro, I love the podcast, you know, and he's sharing it every time, and it's like – not that I expect that, because I don't go out doing this to expect everyone to be like, oh, why, why isn't such and such sharing my shit and whatever. But to have complete strangers supporting me to the point where I'm like, man, I've got to give this dude some props. I've got to meet him. So I met with Will recently and we're like good mates now. That's just unreal. randomly met up and we're like, we were vibing in his house, just doing some juggling and stuff. Like, well, he was doing the juggling. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. And just, you know, meeting these new people that are helping you on your path, but thing i said to him was as good as life is right now what you just said nails it on the head new levels bring new devils and it is intense bro like i've got over the next two weeks i think i've got like six podcasts or something and it might not sound like a lot but there's a lot that goes into it even just prepping to understand your guests a little bit because obviously as much as we're having a great conversation now which is very free-flowing it's very natural that's what i like to do too yeah but I can't just go into any podcast and just expect me to just waffle off whatever I know. Like, um, and then editing it and then marketing it and then doing the merch. I've got to sort out a merch order. I've got to do all this other stuff. I've got to meet new networks. I've got to meet new people all the time. I then have to make money, <laughs> which, you know, I'm doing Trends and Treasures, which is a little side business I do, which is buying and reselling. that as well, yeah. Is I love it. Gary Vee's part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trash talk. Yeah. Um, How good is that? I just literally go around to op shops, uh, marketplace. We import from America. We get vintage stuff from America because Tams is Canadian, so yeah. we've got to connect there. Uh, we import old stuff and resell here. So it's just buying and reselling. And you know, some it. some people look down on it because it's like, oh, you scumbag, you go to op shops. And, no, But they get all. it for free, man. They're I'm coming, recycling it. Back if you appreciate, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you appreciate entrepreneurship and building business, then you know, when you hear from people who have made it, there's some of the parts that, they take the most pride in and people love the most where you know, your friends are out partying on a Saturday night and you know, you're taking photos to put on eBay and yeah. <laughs> you know, you're flipping your stuff. But that's how I used to make money as well. Yeah, how fun um, is it? So good. Before, 
you know, obviously got my job and everything like that. I was, I was literally living in a shed in the bush with yep. no literal, cell phone literal reception. Shed. Literal shed. Where was this? Ilkley. So at, the fact you don't know it is probably testament to it, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's out behind Aussie World. But oh, right, okay. In yeah. a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all rural property, but I was on right in the bush in this little shed, barely had any plumbing or anything like that, and – I had a $150 car that lived under a tree for most of its life. Sick. And $0 in my bank. But we had all these wild plants growing everywhere. And I got all these old little bottles, cut up these like arrowroot plants and put them in. And in a couple of days, they like grew their roots and stuff like that. And they have like, you've seen in the bottles of water and they have roots that grow through. Yeah, it's got like a real interesting sort of design to yeah. it. Yeah. And let's put them on Facebook Marketplace. Ten dollars, and I'll drop it to you. <laughs> and sure enough, I made like a hundred and something bucks during the week, and Man. got my two-minute noodles, and I was set. How good is that? And that just shows that, like, when you can do things like that, you know, you want it because everyone thinks they see you, they see it on social media, right? Oh, Trav's just going around doing podcasts. What a life! It's like. Yeah. There's so much more to it, they man. They don't see the behind. Ah, like they the see other the week, results. Yeah, dude. Well, like the other it. week, I think I talked about it. I had like 200 bucks left in my bank. And I was like the brokest I've ever been. Yeah. And if, then like I actually am a sales manager for a mobile gym company called 360 Gym. Yeah. So when I sell a gym, I get commission from that. Epic. Sold a gym. Commission, boom, back up. Um, got a couple other things coming through. Trends and Treasures sold a few things. Like. Yeah. But I wasn't stressed. I was like, fuck, it's cool. Money will come. Like we said before, money's energy. energy. comes and goes. And sure enough, the next week I was up again. So, look, it, it's, a, it's a pretty stressful life if you're not built for it. Like it is something that you have to get used to slowly. Because especially even Tams we're talking about before, she's a rock, bro. She works seven days a week sometimes. Yeah. Because it's just the lifestyle she was brought up in. Her parents worked the same job for 36 years or something. Wow. Yeah, Toronto Star. That's some service. Oh, man. Shout out to Lana and Bruce. Shout out. Best Shout in laws ever. Like Best in the business. Yeah, man. And, like, I think um, – but now I see it's it's cool seeing her take on my lifestyle a little bit. She's always thought me being a bit crazy. She doesn't know how I do it, and all her friends do too. They're always commenting, like, what's Trav do? Like, what's he doing now? Why'd he quit his job? And, and, look, I don't take those things personally because I understand that most people that see these kind of lifestyles, they're like – fuck are you doing dude yeah. you know and i get it and I, I don't you can't sit here and be like oh you know screw them because of this this and this it's like, not normal for them no exactly it's it's a again conditioned beliefs things that they've been brought up maybe a certain way because of their family their friends the system they brought up in that's just what they're used to so they see this outsider doing this completely weird thing they're like what is that how the fuck's he doing that yeah. and they just want to attack it and they see it so talking to megan it's about um so the way she put it, they see you elevating. So they want to cast false judgments, which you bring you back down into the lower realms. Yeah. So a false judgment for anyone listening would be something like, say I'm talking about how I want to be a coach, I want to help people. That then brings in people saying, oh, you're not qualified for that. Yeah. You can't do that. What the hell do you mean? Exactly. You know, it starts to... But these people are saying these things because or a lot of the time it's because they're from the same place you're in and then they see you doing things that they didn't think were possible so it starts to bring out insecurities in them and i'm not saying that's for everyone some people are just like they just can't stand seeing people do this sort of stuff but a lot of the time it is coming from a a place of pain which i hate knowing i hate knowing that some people 
they're in a space where they're so hurt that they have to cast out these like false judgments, pulling someone up, some other human down because they don't like seeing them succeed. Yeah. Like a tall poppy syndrome in Australia is horrible. Yeah. It's always that if you see someone doing well, let's cut them down. And that's, it's almost like part of the culture mm. in, in an unfortunate way. You know, if you, people talk about cancel culture and, and stuff like that. Like these things are built into our programming to bring people down. Yeah, dude. Like speaking of my, my one of my idols, Ice, should see some of the shit he gets thrown at him now. Yeah. Now that he is at the level he's at, and YKTR, and you know, having Corey and Seggy in there, like obviously they, they bring some bad press sometimes because they're just boys, man. They they fuck up sometimes, but people use those situations to just like hammer them, yeah. and they'll just say some of the worst shit you see. It's like, dude, you don't even know these people. They're only human at the end of the day, bro. Exactly, and we're supposed to make mistakes. That's it. You know, no one's perfect. No, everyone has a journey, and. You know, if we didn't all stuff up, how would that journey be interesting? What if everything went right? Well, how do you learn? Exactly. How, how are you supposed to learn if you don't fail? Also, no two lives are different. Like, no matter rich, no matter poor. You've still got 24 hours in a day. Exactly. That's, that's one quote I think I heard from, it was like Les Brown or something on that Impact Theory show. It was like, everyone's got the same time. Same you get time. You, you're choosing how you use it. That's it. You can't sit there and blame someone else for what they're doing and you can't blame your life on they're doing so and and i get it but man everyone but you can't sit here and say everyone can become a entrepreneur or start a podcast and technically yes you can you can you could it's just a if lot you throw harder. that energy out there yeah yeah like it is going to be harder because some people might already have kids or you know heaps of debt or something but at the end of the day you can literally do whatever you want you just have to want it enough to make it actually happen that's it and something that i loved i think it was cow on your podcast. Cal Krause? Yeah. yeah. Talking about having your heart as your compass. Yeah, that was sick, hey? He was talking about his transition from, you know, making a living scaffolding and having that pull to, you know, assist clients and step into his true self. And sure enough, he talks about it as well with you know, things come into his life when he needed it and <laughs> he had trust that it would. And, you know, everyone has a journey that they've pulled to Everyone gets that gut feeling or that warm, fuzzy feeling in your chest when you think about where you'd be in that ideal place. And you know, as long as you know you're following that, it doesn't matter what other people say. If there wasn't adversity and there wasn't someone saying something bad, you're obviously not doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, if, if you're liked by everyone, that's probably not the right way to go. Yeah. You're probably pleasing people instead of yourself. Have you boys had to deal with any of that? Yeah, I think yeah. it's funny. I, I dropped out of school, so I didn't finish grade 12. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't relate to school very well. Similar to your story where, you know, you didn't feel like you fit in with the footy boys, but you you didn't quite feel like you, you fit. You're bound for something yeah, else. Yeah, something, I was just different. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt very much the same, and school wasn't for me, and I dropped out to do a trade did six months and hated it the entire time and I thought to myself I've made a dumb decision here I've thrown away school all my friends are getting ready to graduate I'm sitting at home and I knew that I wanted to live this freedom lifestyle where I traveled I 
jumped out of airplanes. I surfed and lived a creator lifestyle and I pulled the trigger and said, I'm moving to Indonesia. And it was young too. So was yeah, because you would have been, what, 17 or something? 18. 18. So I chased a girl over there who went over there too, um, sold my only asset, which was my car, very undervalued I sold it for, <laughs> um, but it was just enough for me to get over there and go have some fun. So I spent about a month and a bit over there and I big chunk of my money was taken up on my plane tickets and then had some money aside for my accommodation. And I think I had like $100 or something like that for six weeks in Indonesia. <laughs> I was like, I need to turn that 100 into more money. So started doing some drop shipping and stuff like that. Yeah, right. And ended up having a blast. Like I probably made only like three or $400 more, but $2 omelette, surfing, having the time of my life. Man. And all the feedback I got from people who I knew I was there, what are you doing? You're running away from everything. You know, you should be back at school. But I knew that was coming from a place of them where like, you know, maybe I should be trying to chase what I want too. Exactly. Maybe they should be doing what you're doing. That's it. And all I needed was a new perspective. As soon as I knew what else was out there in the world and the way people were living, I met so many incredible people there that were 22, 23, living from their laptop and having the wildest time of their life, Mm. just completely free. That's probably my biggest experience of adversity, you know, feeling a bit different through school and then finally following the path and that path has eventuated to where we are now. But for Aust, what about you, mate? start i don't know kind of a bit of a footy fanatic as a kid mm. obviously real sporty rugby league or rugby league nice i done rugby warrigals <laughs> shout yeah, out yeah. Warrigals. yeah uh done league done union all round sports like pretty good at sports um personally though like i liked the thought of acting of like dance like yeah i like being out there like i'm a very outgoing person um during my whole school life, though, I was actually bullied. My whole school life. And I love school. Still to this day, I'd still go back there and still rock it. But personally, like, the only reason I was getting bullied is because I was doing things that other people weren't doing at that time. So I guess you kind of say, like, example, talking to the hot girl or achieving this, achieving that. Um, but the adversity kind of kicked in where it was like I had, like, a realisation to myself and I was like, I'd obviously finished school. I'd, I'd done a trade. I've done, I've done a whole heap of jobs. Mm. And, like, it just got to the point where I was, like, I kind of said to myself, I was, like, this is it's not really me as a person. Like, um, example, my last job as well. Like, and that's where I come to conclusion. Is, like, it's not me. Uh, giving back to people was actually me. Helping people, that's always been me. Like, as much as I'm for myself, I'm not. I'm for everyone else. Um, but the adversity kind of, it just kicked in when I was just like, everything that I have been surrounded by, that's not who I am. And it just kind of made me think to myself, it's like, well, who do you, who do you really want to be? And it's kind of the same as you, Trav. You know what I mean? Just giving back to the community and 
making everyone feel good, man. Because mm. the world needs it, bro. The world needs it right now. There's too much chaos there going is, on right bro. now. And that's exciting for, to hear you boys say that because you're still so young. Yeah. Like, how old are you, Austin? 22, man. And I just turned 20. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working since I was 12, bro. <laughs> Had my own more lawnmower business when I was 12. Yes. Hustling. At Bribey? At Bribey too. Ningy? Yeah. Oh, no, not Ningy. Uh, Bongaree, man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Goopies. I used to, yeah. I used to mow down Ningy, bro, the new real estate there. Oh, you're yeah. stealing my turf, are you? Yeah, I was in there. <laughs> I was in that space, baby. Um, turf wars. <laughs> literal. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting, right, though. I, I can see it in your eyes, both of you, when, you, when you're talking about, you know, the space you're heading towards now. You're finding your true self. And you talked about it earlier where you're stepping into your true self. How good does it feel, you know? It's, it's yeah. the most fulfilling thing. So I don't know if you saw that video I posted a few weeks ago where I just broke down crying in the car. Yeah, that was amazing. I had to do it because that was, for me, the most intense moment probably of my life because, and I want everyone to feel this and understand it, I had finally found my thing. And for anyone that has found it, fucking how good is it if we can resonate with that? But anyone who hasn't, it's possible. And I'm telling you, strive for it because you need to find that thing. Go out of your comfort zone. Think about, so for me, I think what I was told one day and what, what worked for me, someone said to me, design your perfect day and then work backwards. I think it was Dan Cross. I've got him on the potty Wednesday. Shout out Dan Cross. And Danny Shout Boy, DC. DC. One of the most incredible businessmen you'll He's ever good. see, bro. Did you? Yeah, well, I used to actually work for a company up, actually upstairs and he was actually doing some mentor classes. And There you go. He's a... He's unbelievable. He's incredible, man. And the stuff he's done, the achievements, it's, it's crazy. Oh, dude, Ooh. like, it's just, like, multi-millionaire, like, killing it. And, um, but just, he just said, I th- I'm pretty sure it was him, but he was talked about the perfect day, design your perfect day and work backwards. So, for anyone that wants us to try and maybe find, this has just worked for me. I sat down, no music, nothing, just in a quiet room, blank piece of paper with a pen, and just sort of let my mind run wild. What is it? If money wasn't a thing, I woke up tomorrow morning, money wasn't a thing, and I was doing what I truly enjoyed, what would that look like? Yeah. And all these things started coming out, and it was like being of service to others. Maybe like personal training popped in there because it worked around the lifestyle I wanted, yeah. the freedom and helping people. So then it grew again, and the podcast sort of came out of nowhere eventually. And all these things just started coming out, but it was more based around my main thing was I wanted freedom. I wanted to always be able to travel and like you said seeing those people over in indonesia these 22 year olds and stuff working from the laptop and making money yeah i'm sure everyone wants that lifestyle because it is amazing it's being able to do your own thing and you know do whatever the fuck you want whenever you want it it is fulfillment comes out of living life on your own terms yes i think i heard that from tony robbins yeah and you know once you set those terms whereas you know like making your perfect day, you set the terms for what your life looks like, then, yeah, work backwards, figure out how will I get there. Yeah, how do you get there? Like, whether it's like, like you said, dude, even having a mobile fucking turf business or something or mowing lawns, like, that's all, that is all going to eventually work into what you want to do down the track because, you know, entrepreneurial stuff, it is pretty tough. Like, it's not, it's not easy, but anything worth having isn't easy. Most people that have gotten there will know that. It's probably some of the hardest things you'll go through. But trust me when I say that feeling I had in that car, it was actually after seeing Toddy. Yeah. 
It was that day I, came to your day house. We met. Yes, 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 yeah, for real in yeah. the, in person. And man, I don't know if it was a chat that I had with you boys. Actually, yeah, and meeting Chris Walker, yeah. cool guy too. Just this fucking house full of legends. I was like sitting there, and then I met up with Alex Kelly after it. Shout out Alex Kelly, yeah, Wado, Jakey, yeah, down there, yeah, yeah. Went down to Alex, and man, just the feeling of like, holy shit, I'm here. Like I'm here where I want to be. This is the life I want, and I just—it was so overwhelming. I just burst out crying, like it was intense cry. It was similar to that time that I burst out crying when I had just tried to kill myself. Yeah. But now it was such a different feeling. It was different. Overwhelming, man. So I, I would love people to to feel that moment where they're like, "Holy shit, I'm here," because that is everything. Would Nothing you, else matters after that. Would you say that's? Maybe the moment you became the technician. That was a turning point. I think, like I think so. That was like my Goku going Super Saiyan stage. Yeah. Almost like, like shedding the skin, like you just like dropped it. Like yeah. It was gone at that point. Like it's like the self-realization, like I am that person. I I've am created the this life, man. Yeah. It was so. You knew what you wanted. Exactly. And look, it was a pretty long journey when you think about it. Because I thought about all these things years ago. But it. Eventually, worked on it, met new people. Um, new people came into my life, new people left, or old people left my life. And got to the point where I'm at now, man. Like, I'm, again, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm doing very well. I'm not, to me, success, I've said it before, success is subjective. Yeah. It's a realisation of, of a worthy goal for me. So, for me, I'm on my path to where I want to be. So, to me, that's my success. It's not how much money I'm making. It's not what I own. It's not what I'm doing on a daily basis. It's just that I'm finally going towards where I truly want to be. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm 31. I'm still young. People think that by this age I should have a house or have kids. And this is that old system. It's all part of the narrative. Exactly. I should have mortgages and loans and all this other shit. And I'm not putting anyone down that does that because, as I said, I don't judge anyone on their lives. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. I'm going to support you and love you in every way no matter what you do. But for me, I just don't see the point in that yeah. personally. So I then create the life I want, which is pure freedom, being able to go back and forth, do what I want, meet, be with whoever I want and help people. So money is not important for me for the reasons that some other people might want it. I want money to be able to do what I want, when I want, with whoever it's a, I want. It's a tool. It's a yes, tool for exactly. the freedom. Exactly. It's a tool and to help people. Exactly. Because if I have the money someone needs money to because they've just had a major heart surgery or something yeah. i can help them with that if they need time off work if mom and dad need time off work or they need to retire here here's a cup of milk go retire yeah you know things yeah. like that i start calling you oprah winfrey <laughs> <laughs> you get a meal you get a meal you get a meal but that's yeah. i love that i hear gary v talk about it a lot where you know his his messages always stay the same mm. which is something that i love with him, he's always put out the same message where just do what you love to do. And yeah, simple. Like it doesn't matter, you know, if you're doing what you absolutely love every single day, you know, I'm loving sitting down right now having a chat with How some am- amazing blokes. <laughs> and I would feel just as fulfilled whether one person watched it or 200 million people watched it. It's... It's not in the achievement. It's in the, the doing. The doing, yeah. And that's the same for money as well. Whether 
You know, if I wake up every single day and I'm frothing to go and do what I want to do in my life, I wouldn't care if it was millions or cents. As long as I could eat, had a roof over my head, and could do what I loved, it's more than enough. I think when people find that thing that does that for them, that's what's for them. Yeah, 100%, dude. I think that's actually probably the perfect way to finish it. <laughs> that is... Yeah. Like literally perfect, but um, man, I feel like we we hit some really cool points in that. I do, I do feel that. I do feel as um, people just need to spend a little bit of a time alone searching for themselves. Yes. Like spend a little bit of alone time, like even if it's just for three months. Like I know it's scary, it might sound scary, but it's not scary. It's actually it's dangerous in the way of like how good it is. Like you come to terms of how peaceful it is. And uh, how much you like your own company. And there's like examples, say myself, I've done being by myself for six months. I've done more in f- one year than five years myself. There you go. So like it's a massive achievement. Um, and I think everyone should honestly spend a little bit of time to just kind of just sit and reevaluate what you want to do with yourself, what you want to do, not anyone else, what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, it's you versus you. Yeah, I like that. And... Travi, I, I popped this question to you earlier today and I really want you to finish it, finish us off with this. You know, we're really passionate about young people and we want to help break the stigma for them. What's some piece of advice or what would you tell to a young person, male or female, who's, who's going through it mentally? They're, they're in those tough spots and they're, they're in the positions that we've all been in. What, what would you tell them? Great question, man. And the, I think the best best way and what's helped worked for me, hands down, is talk about it. You need to get it off your chest. I know it gets said all the time and it's like it's not that easy, but it needs to be done. Whether it's – actually, Jimmy had a great point the other day. Some people might not have someone to talk to. But even if you just journal about it, talk about it in your phone. It puts it into words for you so you yeah. can actually get see. it out. Physically get it out. It's like it – because we're very image-based as human beings. We need to see things. So if we can see these thoughts leaving our body, it actually might then feel like those things are getting out of us, like those demons are being sort of exercised. So that's one thing that you need to talk about it, whatever you're going through. Listen to these type of podcasts. I think podcasts are actually an amazing thing if you listen to the right ones. It's a good learning tool. Amazing, man, you know. You could feel, you could probably, some people might even listen to this and just sit here, listen to this chat and feel a bit more comfortable with the situation they're in because they resonate with a lot of what we've just talked about, which is amazing to think that. Um, Some other really basic things that I help with help me heaps, get to the gym, go to the gym, walk, whatever it is, exercise is so important, releasing those good, yeah, those good chemicals, the dopamine. How would you Um, start your morning? Man, to be honest, for me, it used to be, uh, it was pretty intense. I had like two hours of like routines and stuff, but now I just wake up, chuck some music on, do my little mirror affirmations, my gratitude journals, breath work here and there a couple of days a week. Like I, I can't stick to it all the time because I'm useless with that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, for me, bro, yeah, just get some music on, get moving, be very grateful for that, the fact that I've woken up. Um, I've got a few health issues that have scared me in the past with my heart and stuff. So that, that does, you know, sits in the back of my mind, but I try not to let it affect me too much. But 
you know, just so grateful to wake up every day and just be alive, man. Like, oh, even on your worst day, you live life, live like someone on their greatest. Yeah, yeah, man, you got some great quotes and stuff, hey, Austin the philosopher. Yeah, holy. Um, but yeah, bro, honestly, like those little basic things, getting good sleep. If you're not getting good sleep, you honestly have no chance. It's what Cal said in our podcast, yeah. and it's very true. Toddy will be testament to that as well. Yep. You know, he sacrificed his health in return for more hours during the day and trying to succeed. And yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do it to yourself. Nah, man, it's, there's no need to be. Look, see, my, one of my biggest idols was Gary V for a long time. It still is. I love his yeah. stuff, but his thing was like, you know, work your face off, work 18 hours a day, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I'm not about that at all. I'm now, you know, you might it might look like I'm doing a lot, which I am. I go pretty yeah. hard, but I do take my days off. Yeah. You know, I'll take a Sunday to just game all day you, if I need you, to. You need that balance, man. Yin and yang, bro. Like That's it, it. It has to exist um, because without those times where, like I have days where I feel like shit, I'll go get KFC. Because I'm having a down day and, you know, those bad foods have those good chemicals that yeah. might hit you for 10 minutes and you're like, ah, oh, I feel like shit again. But I still have those days. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I don't have a weekend where I'll get in the piss and I'll drink like 25 beers or something. You yeah, know, like, as we all do. Yeah, yeah. We're all young still. And, and th- this is one thing I want to portray is that as I go through this journey as the technician, I'm never going to sit here and be like, I'm better than anyone or I'm doing all these amazing things. You know, I'm just a normal person. Yeah. I'm just a guy that drinks beers, you know, trains a bit, goes to the gym, meets cool people, talks some shit. Um, I want to keep it very, very real. I'm not going to be one of those coaches that uses all this fancy language and stuff. Like, I just, I can't do that. It takes away from the relatability. Yeah. But, you know, that's being your authentic self. Mm. That's not Trav. Yeah. There's other things, you know. Being Trav is you know, everything you're stepping into. And you know, love to finish it off with that piece of advice. A big thank you to the man, the technician, Travis Cochran. Make sure you go follow him, listen to his podcast. He's an absolute wizard, this guy. Where can we? Where can all the viewers find you? I just changed it recently. I think now it'll be. I think it's just under the technician, or even yep. if you just type in Travis Cochran on yep. IG or YouTube, I think you can type in the technician podcast. Obviously, Spotify, Apple. Um, I'll get a website up soon. We're going to be doing some really cool things coming forward. Um, so I've got this podcast series called The Five Foundations to Happiness. Ooh. Now I've got some very interesting Toddy and JP. They're yes. in there. So I won't give out too much information, but it will be my first bit of paid content because obviously wanting to scale the brand, scale the business and do this as a living we're going to start incorporate those sort of yeah. things, but we're going to make it really worthwhile. And it's not going to be something that's like, oh, I've got to pay like 500 bucks just for this. Yeah. It's going to be something very affordable. It's going to help people. And it's going to be something that's full of value. You know, we'll do a couple of free eBooks and stuff in there. Epic. But um, these sort of things. And then, you know, maybe collabing with some people with like little events, um, doing fundraisers, trying to join up with people. Cause I want to do more stuff in the community. I've found that now that I've built like an okay little platform. Maybe I've got some, um, some way way that I can help people that might not have that voice that they have yet. So epic, yeah, bro. Some exciting things coming. But thank you so much for having me, boys. That That's was sick. So good, Travis Cochran, the technician, changing lives and minds of young men and women, rewiring mind and body That's tools, it, tips and tactics. That's it, mate. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. It's been long awaited, but we loved it. Thank you, mate. No worries, boys. Anytime. You really appreciate someone's at KFC. <laughs>